you ready to live your best life, be stronger, and fall in love with yourself? It's possible, and it's inside you, but you need to unlock the power within. Welcome to Fearlessly Authentic with Jody Harrison Bauer. Jody used to be afraid to take risks. It took some stepping out of her comfort zone to get her there. Along with her guests and their stories, Jody will help you to live your best life ever. Now, here's your host, Jody Harrison Bauer. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to Fearlessly Authentic. I'm your host, Jody Harrison Bauer. And as always, I am so happy when you join me. And thank you to everybody around the world who um, listens every single week. I really appreciate it, and I'd love to hear from you. Um, Today, I'm so excited about my guest. I'm excited about my guest every week, but you know, we're going to be talking about such an important subject, and um, I just can't wait to introduce her to you. Uh, we have so much to talk about, but before we do, before I introduce her to you, I wanted to talk to you about um, a meal program that I've been using since I turned 60 in December. That's really changed the way I feel in my body. Um, as somebody who competed in fitness shows for over 10 years, I was a two-time world champion in bikini. Um, I ate a lot of protein from animals. And when I turned 60, you know, I'm really not building any muscle anymore. And I decided that I was going to really reduce my animal protein that, you know, that I brought into, took into my body. So I looked into some things and I found a company called Sakara. And they actually have meals, they deliver, they're delicious, they're nutritious. And I wouldn't have been able to ever create meals that tasted this good. And um, they gave me a code that I can share with you for 20% off on your first purchase. These are delicious meals if you're looking to go more plant-based. The code is XOJODY to save 20% off when you go to Sakara S-A-K-A-R-A, Dot com. My code is XOJODY to save 20% off your first purchase. So let me know if you do that. And then let me know how you feel once you've been using their products and getting their meals. And also, before I forget, please remember to rate, review, and subscribe to Fearlessly Authentic on Apple Podcasts. Thank you. And hello, Dr. Jennifer Berman. Thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you for having me. I'm literally on my computer looking up Sakara because it's so funny you mentioned that is that I have been struggling to find, I mean, I don't cook and as Neither a result, do I. I like, and I have a horrible um, sweet tooth. I'm a sugar addict and it's, I've really been struggling um, to eat healthy, to prepare healthy meals, um, to, you know, to even eat um, without just binging on whatever's around. So I, I was just thinking about that and it's hard. I'm in Los Angeles and it's really hard to find. Um, and I think this Sakara does actually they deliver, they deliver in the, right. They deliver in the U S and, you know, I have a, you know, even when I was competing in fitness shows from the time I was 47 to 57, um, I had a terrible sweet tooth as well. And, I don't anymore, um, but eating eating the right foods that don't sort of make you want the sweet trigger stuff. Trigger that, yes. Right, totally. right, they trigger them. But the food, I can't even tell you how good the food is. Like I eat it and I feel like, is this like really okay for me? Like plant-based foods never tasted so good. So I, I really, really try them out. Use my code. Going to. And, and also Going they to have this that. great metabolism powder that I didn't get to talk to, talk about, but um, put it in your coffee. Uh, wow. You could make it into pudding, but it boosts your metabolism. You know, we always need something to fire up mm -hmm. our metabolism during the day. And um, and I think it gives you about- This is amazing. Because I, I have need- <laughs> Diets to recommend to my um, food programs and everybody, you know, menopause is concerned about weight and weight gain. And I, of course. Um, they all ask me, which one do you recommend? And I don't have one. So try so, this out. Use my code. To. Use my code um, because it's on your first purchase. And then you can give the code to your patients. I'm but, going to. Um, because weight gain is a problem. And we're going to get to all that. But I want to um, just introduce you properly to my listeners so they know, for anybody who doesn't know who Dr. Jennifer Berman is. I'm going to tell you a little bit about her, just a few seconds. Uh, Dr. Berman founded and created the Berman Women's Wellness Center in Beverly Hills as a comprehensive, multidisciplinary, state-of-the-art center dedicated solely to women and wellness. 
Today, Dr. Berman focuses on her patients in the center and continues to serve as a recurring expert for the media. She is featured regularly on the Dr. Phil Show, the Today Show, and Good Morning America, and co-hosted the CBS Emmy Award-winning television show, The Doctors, as well as Discovery Health's TV award-winning shows, Berman and Berman. Dr. Berman is not only a credible and relatable authority in the field of female sexual and menopausal health, but her message, commitment, voice, and vision are impacting women across all generations and creating positive change for women and girls today. I love what you do. I just, it really resonates with me as being the oldest of three girls and having two daughters myself. It's so important that a woman is talking about this a female physician, a urologist is because who, who better to go to than somebody like you. So is that the reason what really made you get into this field? Well, um, ironically, back in the day when I, there were very few women in urology, I w- there was a handful in the country. Um, today, there's many, many more. It's it, because it's such a great subspecialty, a surgical subspecialty for women in particular. So there's many women in it now, but, but back then there were not. And what I realized um, early on was that there was a disparity be- in the medical community, that is, in between how we addressed male sexual health and sexual issues that are medically based and female sexual health and sexual issues. In fact, you know, they weren't addressed at all on the female side, other than fertility, you know, can you have a baby? Can you conceive? We were, they did, we did that. Um, And can you um, have, can a penis go in your vagina? Okay. You know, and other than that, there was nothing else. And not only was it not discussed, it was not they didn't care really or, or care to or want to know. And um, I just saw this big gap. And um, yeah, and so that's kind of how, and because I was fortunate, I don't understand why gynecologists didn't, you know, tap into tap into that and why the urologists were the ones that kind of claimed the field of female sexual health, right. sexual medicine. But I, it was easier for us because we had the male model. And we, um, and in the beginning, myself included, just applied, you know, what we knew from men, blood flow, nerves, engorgement, you know, a very male oriented to to the mechanics and hydraulics of things. Um, That's sort of how it started. And that was easy for us because we we knew how to do that in the animal models, cell cultures, clinical trials. But there's much more than just hydraulics when it comes to women. And um, yeah, and so that's kind of how, how it all started. It's, it's so interesting because I would think that if you were interested in women's sexual health, maybe you would become an OBGYN that didn't, that wasn't anything that really. Well, I didn't know that I really wasn't interested in sexual health. I really wasn't interested in that at all. I was, I wanted to be a surgeon. I knew that and that I ended up choosing urology kind of by accident because, you know, when I was in medical school, they assign you to different electives. Um, You can choose, and I did, but I didn't get the ones I chose. I got urology and, you know, orthopedics, things that I, and ironically, just during that elective, I happened to have a, a mentor that really inspired me that took an interest in students, you know, in terms of gave us research projects, took us in the operating room, let us operate. And it, and then I really, you know, I, urology in itself, um, I was, is a surgical subspecialty that is diverse, young people, old people, men, women, children, Mm. you know, you get to operate in the abdomen, you have to do two years of general surgery. So I felt like it would, and it, and it provides, you know, for women, at least a, a life, a quality of life, you know, you can, People aren't acutely sick all the time. They have problems that get better. So that's why I chose urology. And it just so happened during my training that um, Viagra, we were got FDA approved and Bob Dole was coming out with his ED and there was all this focus on the little mm-hmm. blue pill. And we happened to be my 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 teaching, it was a teaching hospital, and we were one of the primary centers that were doing that study. So um, that's how I, I knew about sexual health and And when I realized that nothing was going on with women, you know, I just sort of fell into that. I didn't choose that, but I saw it, you know, it wasn't my lifetime goal, but I saw a gap and I saw a hole and a need and, you know, went after, 
that need. Um, and yeah, it's, I think it's so important to have a woman talking about this instead of, you know, yeah. when you think of a urologist in my mind, like I think of men, you yeah, know, right. a little bald man. <laughs> right, Women right. have urology <laughs> problems also. Right. You I know. know. I know. And Urinary that's why tract issues. Prolapse. Yes. But there's a, there's there's a turf war between gynecology and urology. You know, we kind of do the same things. But the gynecologists were and are the ones that should be and should have been, you know, spearheading the the sexual medicine and health side of things from the hormone imbalance. And they're still not, by the way, in my opinion, um, they're still a decade behind because of the whole WHO WHI, you know, miscommunications uh, and mis you know, information that happened. There's lack of leadership for about 10 years where gynecologists really don't know and understand, you know, how to manage hormone, in my no, opinion, they, how to manage hormones in women. They don't. I mean, I remember speaking to my gynecologist as I was going through menopause and after, and, you know, post-menopausal and they're like, yeah, we don't do that. And I thought, well, where am I going to get help? Like, how do I know what my hormone levels mm -hmm. are? Like, obviously they're low, especially, you know, now at 60. And as I mentioned mm -hmm. to you before we got on the air, you know, that I've, I found a gynecologist in Greenwich who dealt, deals with bioidentical hormones, but it's, mm -hmm. it's really a journey, right? I mean, it's, yeah. it's such a journey, you know, I put on like five, six pounds and I'm only five, one, not I'm lying. I'm not even five, one and, you know, five pounds on a little human and you're not yeah, big yourself awesome. is a lot. And it just, the, the fact that I gained the weight made me miserable. So I ended up going off of everything, but tell us about what, how you work with women um, and bioidentical hormones, per and and also the difference between perimenopause, menopause, postmenopause. Because I, I don't think a lot of people really understand that. Well, the the issue with you know the the gynecology situation is that unless you're menopausal, which means that you haven't had a period for a year, so twelve months without menstruation, you're technically menopausal. Now that, that's naturally menopausal. You can become surgically menopausal right. if you have your ovaries removed um, or you go into premature ovarian failure or chemotherapy or some other things. But natural menopause, you haven't had a, a period for at least a year. Then gynecologists know what to do. Then right. for the most part, you know, they'll, most of them will treat you, although they've been scared straight by the, by the, by the prior studies and haven't been given the new information that the rest of us seem to have. The challenge that I see in, for, for everybody is the perimenopause. And the perimenopause are the years, um, and it's years usually. From right, you could be in your late 30s, right? To late 30s, all the way up to early 50s of um, you're still getting a period, maybe regularly, maybe irregularly, maybe sometimes heavy, sometimes light, maybe you have one and then don't have one for another three months, but you're still getting them. If that's you, then you're, then you're in this, you know, black box as far as the gynecologists are concerned. And they, you might be having full on menopausal symptoms, hot flashes, night sweats, foggy, you know, thinking, um, short-term memory loss, difficulty sleeping, weight gain, vaginal dryness, low libido, any one and more, any one of those symptoms, all of those symptoms on a spectrum of mild to moderate to severe. And they, you, they won't treat you yet. And really what I've done my entire career, and I don't know why, you know, I'm different than anyone else, but I realized early on, for one thing, I'm a woman. That's why you said it's good to have a woman. Do it. I, yes. And I started going through it after my second kid. Uh, I was 37. And I really, you know, I knew what the symptoms were. I looked at my labs. I knew that, you know, they were, and I just started, um, you know, I recognized that you can treat you know, perimenopausal women with hormones. There's no reason if you're, if what happens during perimenopause, your ovaries aren't functioning, but they're making hormones. I wish some somebody told me that because I was, low. it was a miserable time. I mean, and that's, you know, I'm bringing up my competition years. Mm -hmm. and I don't know why it came up during this show, but um, I was competing during, while I was in, you know, while I was perimenopausal mm -hmm. and it, it's crazy. Without I wish hormones, that, I can't imagine 
anybody doing that. I can't like, believe having I Having to reach, you know, any, and even have just having to reach goals. Your brain is, you know, the moodiness, you know, the edgy, short, short fuse, anxiety, depression, all the, you know, it's PMS on steroids. Right. So um, that all, and all those symptoms, there's no reason why women should be struggling during that time. And the, you know, and right, there are many gynecologists that recognize this and that treat women, but, you know, for the most part, um, you know, it's not necessarily the standard of care as far as they're concerned. And, um, but for my whole career, I've been, I got very comfortable prescribing things off label, no precedent set. Like that's the, like every time I wanted to do something, well, there's no precedent for that yet. I remember Mm -hmm. when I was at UCLA, everything that I've done in my career, nobody had done before. And I, and I didn't care. I still did it. And I still recognize risks and benefits. And I knew that we could prescribe medications off label. And I've been doing it my entire career. The problem with gynecologists is they, they haven't done that. They haven't been called to do that. They haven't had to do that. They follow algorithms very closely and stick within the, mm. the boundaries. You're dealing with women who are reproductive age and they t- they're very conservative. So and you know that's a good thing too right unless you're perimenopausal and about you know and, and really suffering yeah and uh, you know and so many people go through perimenopause are going through it even younger than like it's usually your late 30s right but some yeah. some women start earlier than that and everybody thinks they're kind of crazy and because they're gynecologist doesn't know really what to give them for it. They go through this terrible period of five, seven, eight years mm-hmm. of feeling like maybe they're crazy. Why are they sweating? Why don't they remember or anything? Why can't they Prozac, sleep? Or right. they're put on SSRIs and then they're put on, you know, ADD for their focus. And then, you know, maybe it, it, and it just worth putting band-aids on things as opposed to treating the root problem being hormone imbalance. And there are, uh, you know, I've seen, cause I get the patient guy, some of them will try those. They'll, they'll recognize, Oh, you know, she probably could use a little time and they'll say, here, try this cream, but they like throw things like maybe this will work um, without, you know, any, um, you know, they're, they're just trying to, to provide a solution without really understanding, you know, the comprehensive nature and plan. Um, and I don't fault them for that. It's the lot, it, again, it's the lack of leadership from the American College of Obstetrics and Gynecology, who still wow. refuses to acknowledge it in the dark ages when it comes to, in particular, testosterone, the health benefits of testosterone in women, um, the implementation of hormones in women, all I the know. concerns that they have about-, about it's, it's been a hu- huge education for me when I started this journey back in March, you know, and finding, giving like a gallon of blood to figure out where my blood levels were. Mm -hmm. And I wish that every woman would do that. And that's why I wanted to have you on this show to talk about how important it is for women to recognize signs and don't take the Prozac. Don't Don't go on the AD. No, don't go on the Adderall. Like Mm -hmm. those aren't those aren't the things that are going to make you better. They're just going to mask what's going really going on in your body. And then True. also the, the health benefits, right? So taking testosterone, taking progesterone, whatever it is, you know, I'm throwing those estradiol, whatever those mm-hmm. things are that you need um, because the health benefits, if you can share some of the health benefits besides well, feeling normal. You know, there's risks and benefits to everything, right. even, even the supplements that we take. But right. in my opinion, the, you know, the um, the benefits outweigh the risks. And it, but hormones aren't for everybody. There's certain women that can't take them and shouldn't take them. But for example, testosterone, and this is what, there is an overwhelming body of evidence, research, clinical trials showing um, the that testosterone is actually protective in the breast. So it prevents breast cancer. It's protective in the brain. Um, it prevents Alzheimer's. There's cardiovascular health benefits, bone mineral density, lean muscle mass over fat mass. So there's a multitude of um, subjective, um, you know, light emotional well-being aspects, cognitive function, um, energy, the way we feel, we seem to neglect that. That's the other thing about med- the medical field in general. You know, as long as you're alive, you don't have breast cancer anymore. We have, and that's true. Right. You don't, but quality of life is equally as important as quantity of life. And the medical community, just the institution of it really 
doesn't focus that much on that. Now there's, you know, we're looking at outcomes now, we're looking at, you know, there's, there's more of that um, happening, but, but really the, the emotional well-being aspect of health isn't, um, isn't, you know, as valued as, you know, sort of the physicality. So anyway, so for the, in terms of bioidentical hormones, estrogen, progesterone, testosterone, the DHEA, thyroid, there's an, um, you know, your entire adrenal neural endocrine access is starts to um, misfire uh, during, you know, perimenopause and then into the menopause. And then Postmenopause. This is another frustrating thing. Is postmenopause gynecologists take women, everybody off hormones, and the reason why because they're not having hot flashes and night sweats anymore, which is true. But they're having everything else, right. and and worse, they're having dry vaginas. They can't sleep. They are. They have no short term memory or focus. They're moody. They're breaking their bones and falling down. And well, and you know. Right. And, and given my background, I've been in the fitness industry for almost 35 years. You know, people come to me to lose weight, to feel, to, to lose weight, to gain weight. And what I try to teach them is that you are, besides looking better, you're feeling better. It's a mind body connection. Just what you were talking about. Like everything is connected. It's about a, a state of well being. It's a state of health. It's not about, yes, of course, we want to hear that you do not have breast cancer, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, you're good. But what about your overall well-being, you know, weight gain, weight loss, whatever it is, not sleeping. I know I still struggle with the sleep. I mean, you know, my husband goes to bed, his head's not even on the pillow. Boom. (laughs) And I'm like, it's not fair. You know, I take the teas and I read my book and I do all those things, but it's a real struggle. And Mm -hmm. I think that whether it's starting for somebody younger or my age and older, you know, you need to address those things and go to the right person. So that's, that's the frustrating, frustrating part too, is knowing who to go to. Knowing who to go to. And I just, you know, we glossed over it, but you mentioned that you were on, that you, it sounds like you may have tried hormones and Mm -hmm. then felt it, but if you gained weight, puffed out, you know, blimped up, swelled up, then that is, you know, that doesn't mean that's your story. You know, you have to, again, the levels, you know, what estrogen, you know, versus progesterone versus testosterone, you might not have tolerated whatever um, delivery form you were getting. I don't know whether it was a patch, a pill, a cream or what, but it, it there is a window of time if you're naive to taking them and then suddenly you're on them, that is going to be that. And you just have to be patient. And, you know, it, in some women, it's like write the prescription and off and they're like perfect. But others are more sensitive and there's fluid shifts and other things. That yes, occur. he calls me a very sensitive flower. He says, Jody, yeah. you're very sensitive. And we've he's adjusted and done everything. And then I get frustrated because, you know, I want to look a certain way in a bikini. And I'm like, this mm-hmm. isn't that the way I want to look. So I just have to get over myself. And because I know it's good, I believe in it. I, I believe. So can I ask what you were taking? I was taking testosterone, everything a, that was a cream, a cream, mm-hmm. estradiol, pill, D, um, what is it? Estradiol. Okay, so right there, I'm going to stop you. As oral estrogen Proge- progesterone is also. completely passe. Nobody Wait, oral is what? Oral estradiol. We don't do that anymore. So therein is you're the second person. You're you're the second person who told me that. Okay. Yeah. Nobody's doing oral estradiol. For one, all of the risks associated with it are orally. So the you know the cardiovascular risks, the thrombotic risks. Oral estrogen increases a protein in the blood called SH. It's metabolized in the liver. We don't like that. Um, It increases a protein called SHBG, which binds to testosterone, making it less bioavailable. So you're chasing your tail by giving testosterone when you're binding testosterone. So oral estrogen in and of itself is, and you were probably on too high a dose, also, he lowered it considerably, um, but I just like I said, was I said, it like, was it a prescription? Or was it by it? Was he compounding or it was being estrogen? it's being com it was being compounded in um, a pharmacy? Yeah, there is no reason to compound. So the only re- time we compound medications is is if they are not commercially available. If the dose you need isn't available, and or the, it, the drug <clears throat> the drug itself 
is not available and you need to manufacture it or compound it. The, the, there is FDA, FDA approved 17 beta bioidentical estradiol that's been studied in thousands of women that we know at each minute in the day, the exact precise dose that you're getting that's getting in your bloodstream compounding it is like, you know, the dark ages. There's no, if you're taking a compounded oral pill, you have no idea how that's, that hasn't been, been studied at all. So we don't know how it's metabolized in you versus others, what the half-life is, what, so that you should, that right there um, is probably 90% of the problem. That's Wow. Ladies, if like everybody who's listening to this, please, please like reach out to Dr. Berman. I'm, we need to talk after the show so we can get this all together. Um, We are going to a break and we will be back in about two minutes. So hang in there and we will be back with Dr. Jennifer Berman. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. On Fearlessly Authentic, Jody talks about mental and physical well-being, and the key to both starts with proper nutrition. The Jody Fit Jumpstart Meal Plan was created to help your body feel better. Whether your goal is to lose weight, gain muscle, or just feel lighter and more energetic, following this meal plan can help you get there. The Jody Fit Jumpstart Meal Plan is a 21-day plan to help you learn the most important things about the food we eat and what foods are right for you based on your goals and activity level. The Jody Fit Jumpstart Meal Plan is a real plan for real life. This is not a diet, but a change in lifestyle. The plan is simple and easy for you to follow. In the 21-day plan, you will receive meal ideas, snack ideas, a grocery list, and a 21-day journal crucial to your success with inspirational quotes to keep you motivated and keep track of your progress. The key to success is commitment, consistency, and willpower. Be fearless and trust the journey. Go to JodyFit.com to purchase the JodyFit meal plan now and use the promo code PODCAST to get 25% off. You need to live up to your full potential. You've heard that for years, but now there's a channel to help you get there. Introducing the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Our listeners have told us that they want to be motivated, hear about success stories, and positive encouragement around the clock. And we've responded to you. The Voice America Empowerment Channel is the home of the world's top life coaches, entrepreneurs, and success experts. Listen to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's here at voiceamericaempowerment.com. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Fearlessly Authentic with Jody Harrison Bauer. We'd love to hear from you with any questions or comments you may have. Send an email to info at jodyharrisonbauer.com. That's info at jodyharrisonbauer.com. Now, back to Fearlessly Authentic. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, I'm here with Dr. Jennifer Berman, and we are talking about being proactive about your sexuality, women's health, and knowing the questions to ask, knowing to like understand what's going on with your body and to take the action so you can feel better because there is no reason why you need to not feel good in your body. It's an overall wellness. So welcome back, Dr. Berman. Um, Let's go to, we talked about hormones a lot and for everybody listening, please like, please reach out to Dr. Berman if you have any questions about your hormones. Um, you know, my daughters are in their late 20s, early 30s, and everybody's taking birth control. There's, you know, I, I hang out with a lot of girls that are in their 30s. And so let, I want to talk about non-hormonal birth control. Can you talk about that for a few minutes? 
Um, yeah, I can. By the way, my website is www.bermansexualhealth.com. If anybody has any questions, there's a lot Thank of you. information on there. Um, so non-hormonal birth control up until recently, I'm going to say within the last six months would be, you know, an IUD or condoms, some, any other um, alternative method. But now recently um, there's a new prescription medication called Fexi, P-H-E-X-X-I. And by the way, as a preface, I'm not employed by them there. I'm not a speaker for them that I have no relationship to them whatsoever. I've just learned and read about the, the medication and the rep came by my office, um, you know, a couple months ago and I've been prescribing it and I'm so happy because it's non-hormonal. It's a gel. So it comes in like a little applicator, like for, if you have ever put in a suppository or yeast cream or anything, it's like a little, little plunger with gel that you can use on demand meaning when you're having sex. So you don't have to take a pill every day. And if you're worried about forgetting a pill or worry about taking it at the same time, you don't have to worry about the side effects related to pills, which many, many women have. Many, many women don't have any problem with it, but many, many also do struggle with with um, with finding, you know, the right, the right pill and the dosage right. and have side effects. So I, um, and then by the way, it's not FDA approved for this use, but they, I, I'm going to, I, as a medical doctor can say this, it also prevents STDs um, there. I've looked at the clinical data, they're wow. in clinical trials for that. So it lowers the vaginal pH, which um, is important to, to prevent bacterial infections, yeast infections, fungal infections. Um, so that, so you got the dual whammy, so you, the anti, the spermicidal and the STD protection. It's, and also, you know, lube, it's like a pre a pre-lube. I was going to ask you if it's have. like really, yeah, if that helps with lube. So that's yes, good too. Yes, it does. Wow. And it's almost, it's not a silicone um, gel, or, you know, if you, everybody's tried lubes, you know, they have the oil-based, water-based, silicone-based, but it almost feels like it's, it's very smooth and it's not like gooey and it doesn't pour out. I haven't put it in my vagina, but just the consistency of it, I can tell, you know, isn't one that's going to be um, sloppy, messy, but enhancing, you know, intimacy. Um, so anyway, I'm really excited about that because by the way, many perimenopausal women are put on the pill, um, right. to manage you know, symptoms of their periods. Okay. And so then what happens is, is that delivers a, a very low dose of estrogen. And in my mind, that's too low for, mm-hmm. you know, a, a, reprodu- a reproductive age woman, much less an older woman. And many women experience low libido, vaginal dryness, painful intercourse on the pill, Um, so, you know, I get them all off the pill. As soon as they come into me, I get them off the pill. And now that I have this sexy thing, um, I'm super excited. That sounds amazing. Wow. Sexy. P-H-E-X-X-I. Um, they've just launched their commercial. Um, and I saw, I forget there's an actress in it who, you know, well-known girl that, um, they, so everybody's going to start hearing about it soon, hopefully. So tell me also, um, you know, we started talking about vaginas a little bit because vaginas are the thing we need to talk about here. Vaginal rejuvenation. Okay. So tell Mm -hmm. me a little bit about that. Who needs that? How do we know if we need it? And what is vaginal rejuvenation? Uh, So there's been like this craze of um, recently, and I don't know if it's due to social media or, or, what, but of a um, heightened interest um, and concern over the appearance of how things look down there. And, um, you know, perhaps now that we're in this anti-hair culture of removing hair, waxing, shaving, you know, whatever it is that we do, that women are more, are noticing more, you know, the, the The shape of their vagina, what it looks like, right. And the lay, but there's also um, ideals that aren't even realistic. I, I, I'm realizing now that are, that women are trying to achieve based on what they perceive men like, and which is based on false imaging and porn, you know, so we're, we're, so I, there's, there's that. And that's just, 
the aesthetic part. Now, however, there are some women that have asymmetry where one side is longer than the other. There's lots of young girl and women athletes that are doing sports where they have extra tissue and it interferes with, I had one young girl who, who was a surfer and, you know, like one side would always hang out of her bathing suit or her underwear, like, you know, constricted. Yeah. So that, that's, that's, you know, a, a different story. Um, but if we move away from the aesthetic on the outside, vaginal, vaginal rejuvenation refers to the function of the vagina. So in terms of lubrication, sensation, um, laxity or lack thereof women after babies and menopause will say that they feel more laxity, less sensation, less control, less ability to, you know, to grip and tighten and that, that sensation changes over time. So from that standpoint, um, vaginal rejuvenation helps to restore um, tightness and tone helps to restore and improve lubrication and the thickness of the lining of the vagina helps to improve sensation because it causes new nerves to grow on the outside. So it helps improve clitoral, um, uh, clitoral sensation and orgasm. So that, is that, that sur- is that surgery or is that something that no surgery not- no 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 what we're, I'm talking about vaginal rejuvenation is in my mind is not surgery the right surgery that's what I thought you were saying yes labiaplasty so right. when you say the word labiaplasty that implies a surgical excision of tissue which I my, I which I don't do I'm mm-hmm. all of my treatments are minimally invasive scalpelous procedures that help to improve the appearance of the outside as well as the function um, on the inside. Is that that machine you have, Votiva? Is that? So there's a Votiva, Mm -hmm. Diva, Mona Lisa, you know, Mona Lisa and Diva are lasers. Votiva and Thermiva use radio frequency heat, which I prefer. We also have the Aviva, which is a radio frequency heat treatment, which is for it's a non-surgical labiaplasty. So it helps to reduce the size and improve the appearance of the labia without cutting and excising tissue. Is this like a one-time thing? Or the, is Viva, this- the Viva is one and done. Wow. Um, the Votiva um, are all of the rejuvenation treatments vaginally mm-hmm. that aren't surgical require three treatments. So it's three treatments between two and six weeks, anywhere in between two and six weeks apart. So it's a series of three treatments. Um, and yeah, and that's it. And then you don't, there's no general anesthesia. There's no downtime. Um, they, yeah. And, and the, the other thing I didn't mention aside from the, the, all the functions that I said, I just did also for stress, urinary incontinence, which is really common in menopausal women, women that have had babies, leakage of urine, when you cough, laughs, these frequency, urgency, the genital urinary symptoms of menopause, these vaginal rejuvenation treatments also treat that. Wow, that uh, you have so much that you do in your wellness center. Um, also, you have a floor to is it core to floor program that helps to strengthen the pelvic floor for so many reasons. Our pelvic floor, you know, again, me being in the fitness industry, we're always talking about that anyway. But explain to everybody what exactly this program involves because it's so important to have that strength in your pelvis. Yeah. And so I I don't know about you, but after I had my second baby, uh, even the first baby, and they, you know, they tell you to do a Kegel, like it's like, once you push an eight pound watermelon out of there, (laughs) there is like, yeah, maybe there's a Kegel, but I, you know, I'm not sure. And I can't hold it that long. Um, No matter what you do, it's not like, you know, I mean, maybe if I spent all day focusing on that, um, I could achieve some results. But but for the most part, um, after babies, you know, things dramatically change. Yes. And the um, there is a new technology called Mcella, um, which is which goes along with the M sculpt. The M sculpt is for the the abdomen, abdominal core, and Mcella is for the pelvic floor. Now, our core, the, your abdominal core and your pelvic floor are actually connected. They're right. one unit. So focusing on your core without the floor or the floor without the core, you're, there's dyssynergy and dyskinesis. And abdominal core strength is important, not just for looking good and you know, looking good in, in, in your bikini, but 
prevent it prevents back pain, improves your posture. As we get older, we start to shrink, everybody knows, and then start to hunch over. Of course, strength helps to prevent that and helps to maintain posture, helps to maintain um, prevent injuries. And the um, the pelvic floor, which as I said, you know, you might as well I, I give up on your Kegels. This this treatment improve is like doing 15,000 Kegel crunches, full belly crunches, That's and amazing. also contracts the whole pelvic floor, which is the hammock, the muscle hammock that your pelvic organs sit in, your bladder, your colon, your, the upper part of your vagina, your uterus, all rest in this, this hammock, which becomes stretched and thinned and weak after babies and with aging and menopause. And so the Amcella the chair uses high intensity focal magnetic energy. So it's magnetic energy to contract the full belly of the muscle. And by the way, you can't contract your pelvic floor. It's like say, contract your colon or contract the hair in your ear. You can't do it, but using this, this technology, you can contract the muscle and the, um, of the pelvic floor and separately of your abdominal core. And the cool thing about it is, um, and I learned this you know, through studying this technology, um, is that normally people, even professional athletes and um, Olympians, when you're when we use our muscle, we're using about 60% of it. We're not using the full belly of the muscle, and we can't physiologically do that. But with the M sculpt, it's using the full muscle without injury. So we're contracting the full muscle, getting the full muscle contractions, and then there it's phasic. So it contracts, and then there's periods of relaxation and flushing out lactic acid. So you have the you're you're getting the strength without the injury and afterwards you don't feel like you've been hit by a truck or you know you ran you did a triathlon um, it's really incredible technology and the other thing about improving pelvic floor strength um, in addition to urinary function it also improves sexual function it's fda approved for that use there have been placebo controlled clinical trials showing that it helps to improve um, arousal and orgasm in women also in men, potency in men, we're not talking about men right now, but um, the, that is um, another benefit. I've, I've been watching your videos on the M-Sculpt mm -hmm. and I so want to do that because even though I've been active lifting weights for 40 years, you know, things do change a little bit. And even though my, but for the women that come to do that, well, you also have men doing the M-Sculpt because that's for your, mm -hmm. for your abdominal area. Yeah, it's the equivalent of doing this is also clinical. Mm -hmm. This is clinical data from the clinical trials. It's the so doing the full series. It's a series of four treatments a week apart um, that it's the equivalent of doing 12 to 16 weeks high intensity interval training. So you could get these results if you did right. nothing else but go to the gym. So it allows you to to build up that strength, take your fitness regime to the next level. So wherever you are now, um, you get stronger. It's not a it's not a um, an alternative to diet right. exercise. Right. It just helps to enhance and optimize what you've got. You know, if you've plateaued, sometimes people plateau and they can't, you know, they're trying to get that. And it's hard. You know, it helps get get you to the next level um, of your of your fitness. Um, you know what I, I love about everything that you're talking about when we said at the beginning of the show, it's about overall wellness. So in order to have those abs it's not, again, just about having pretty looking abs. I mean, abs are made in the kitchen, so you have to still continue to eat well and exercise regularly. I know some of the celebrities that have come in to see you have said they do not work out at all, but, you know, to each their own. Um, but it's about just that wellness. It's about feeling good. It's about having a strong, having strong abdominal muscles to support your lower back because mm -hmm. people think core, they think abs core is not your abs. And if you have a strong, strong abs, you're going to have a strong back and you need to also, you also do it on the glutes, right? So yeah, if you also have strong it. glutes, that's supporting your lower back. So between the abs, the glutes and the lower back, you're in great shape. So you don't fall. So you can prevent injury, right? I mean, all of these things are, so you live a healthy life. Yeah. And then as you get older, you, you know, you're let, less nimble, less mobile. I have um, men, you know, say that they're performing better playing tennis and squash and racquetball, that it, it's just given them extra strength um, and, and uh, prevents injury. 
you know, the stronger you are, the less, the less likely you are to move the wrong way um, and compensate with muscles that you shouldn't use. Um, it, it just, it helps to prevent injuries also. Now, does this help with pelvic pain? Because I know that you have a treatment for pelvic pain. Is this the same thing or do well, you no, it differently? This wouldn't be a first line of therapy for pelvic pain. Okay. Pelvic pain can happen for many different reasons. It depends on what the source um, and the reason is. I do treat um, women with pelvic pain. Um, frequently, what happens is, you know, in women with pelvic pain is that there's pelvic floor spasm, so contraction of the pelvic floor muscles. So and it's called, we wouldn't want to contract more, but contraction right. of the pelvic floor muscles, which acts like a tourniquet. You could, if you'd imagine, like if you had, you know, a rubber band around your, like super tight, cutting off the blood flow, it's turning blue. Um, then oxygen-free radicals are released and inflammatory mediators are released, which then exacerbate pain. So it generally, so that's, kind of, um, you know, you know, at the root of it. And when that happens frequently, there's another issue called vaginismus, which can occur, which is a spasm like, um, a Charlie horse in your vagina where the distal third of the vagina contracts like a reflex. It's not voluntary. And when that happens and there's pain, they can't have intercourse, there's pelvic pain because of the contraction of the pelvic floor, then, um, you know, and there, there's a, a spiral, kind of effect that can happen. So how do you, so how do you treat that? So that is, so it, it's a stepwise effect is so many times with the, with the, the, the pelvic floor spasm, and the vaginismus, the reason could be, it starts with, um, something in the vagina, there's a condition called vulvodynia, which is inflammation, irritation, and pain in the opening of the vagina. And once a woman experiences pain or anticipates pain, then it's like a, a reflex arc that occurs with then vaginismus occurs and vaginismus occurs and the spasm occurs. So we have to kind of go backwards, treat the, you know, the area of wherever the pain is, be it vulvodynia, be it someplace in, you know, vaginal dryness or lichen sclerosis, whatever the cause for the pain is that led to the vaginismus, led to the pelvic floor spasm and kind of undo it backwards that way. Wow. I also hear a lot of younger girls um, talking about pain during sex and what, it, what kind of treatment or how do, how do you decide what well, is the young, best treatment? If they're young, yeah. like young 20s, pre-managers, then yeah. they would, then one of two things, you know, one of a couple of things, one might be if they're on the pill, they've got vaginal dryness and are, you know, engaging in activity without sufficient lubrication. Mm. Other reasons um, why they might be experiencing pain is positions and their anatomy. If they have an antiverted or retroverted uterus, okay. certain positions can cause deep, deep pain. Um, introidal or opening pain or tear is usually hormonal. Deep pain can be the anatomy of their uterus, of the, the anatomy of the uterus. And then if there's um, you know, if it's a new thing that hasn't happened before, then, you know, it's a, you, and you're ha experiencing pain, you should always um, speak to your, your healthcare provider and you want to make sure there's not a fibroid or a polyp or, you know, some other anatomic thing um, that's going, going on. But women with fibroids, usually, you know, it usually doesn't happen in young, young girls, but um, can often experience pain with intercourse. So if, if you know somebody, anybody listening right now, what whatever age you are, if you are feeling not 100% in your body or something hurts, you need to reach out to a physician near you or reach out to Dr. Berman. Again, I'm going to give you her website before the show is over because you have so many wonderful things that you could offer women to help them live a better life. Because we shouldn't be living in pain. We shouldn't have to not get any sleep. For me, it's, you know, I can't fall asleep and then I still have some night sweats. I thought those would go away a long time ago. But, you know, again, it's that sense of wellness that we all deserve to have. And I think so many women, and let me know if you agree, just disregard those things and say, you know what, it's just, it, it doesn't happen all the time. It, like, forget it. Like, I'm not going to take care of it. I wonder or why we minimize it or we accept it. Right. It's just 
because, you know, I'm stressed or, you know, my husband lost his job and, and right. you make excuses for it and, um, and disregard it. And then over time, you know, over it's, three years have gone by and now you got more symptoms and those have gotten worse. So we really do need to attend to them, be aware of them, pay attention to them, don't ignore them um, and, you know, speak to your healthcare provider. And we talked a lot about hormones and I'm really happy that we did because don't you feel, I mean, medically hormones rule your body. Yeah. I think at, at, at the root of everything, health, wellness, and for that matter, the onset of disease is hormone balance or imbalance. So in order to, you know, to feel the way we, we, we feel and to, optimize our health, you know, hormone balance is essential. And as we age, you know, they start to go down and eventually we, we shrivel up and and we pass. Um, And that's the way it is. And that, but today now with advances in modern medicine and technology, all we're doing is just extending our lifespan longevity a little bit longer. You know, I mean, this isn't the fountain of youth. This isn't, this isn't a cure to getting old, but this just allows us to get old gracefully to maintain our physicality and our sexuality and our minds um, into living longer. And, um, and, and the senescence of our bodies, you know, extending that out a little longer and a little more gracefully. And women um, need to keep hearing that. You know, for me, I talk about aging fiercely, not necessarily mm-hmm. gracefully, but however way you want to age, you know, make sure that if you're not feeling right in your body, that you do have your hormones tested. I mean, it's it rules your life. It really does. Mm-hmm. Um, we have about two minutes left. I can't believe it. It's so much to talk about. But this show is called Fearlessly Authentic. And I wanted to ask you what it means to you to live a fearlessly authentic life because you've taken a lot of risks. You said, you know, you don't wait for things to come mm-hmm. to you. You you do them because you feel this is the right thing for that patient or so on. Hey, everybody, it looks like we lost Dr. Berman, um, but I hope that you got a lot out of this show. If you need to uh, reach out to her, check out her website, Dr. Jennifer Berman. And uh, thank you for joining us for another week of Fearlessly Authentic. Thanks, everybody. I'll see you next week. Thank you for tuning in this week to Fearlessly Authentic. Please listen again next Thursday at 12 noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time for another edition with your host, Jody Harrison Bauer, on the Voice America Empowerment Channel and unlock the keys to a more powerful you.